You know, I have uh, <clears throat> suffered from tinnitus for many years. Tinnitus is ringing in the ear. And I think it happened 15, 18 years ago. You know, when it first started to occur, I thought, you know, it was William Shatner, who a uh, Star Trek guy, who got it and he thought he was going crazy. And even talked about suicide, I believe, because it's just this, this noise in your ear. You're thinking, what is going on? I can't get rid of it. And, uh, but it's something you learn to live with. But I was watching some YouTube videos about tinnitus. And of course, there's probably about 10,000 out there of tinnitus, and each one has a different opinion about what to do about it. And uh, you know, YouTube is like that. It's just, you can find all kinds of great advice. But this, uh, <laughs> this one lady, I began to listen to, and she had a little different approach. And one of the things she suggested for dealing with tinnitus, she asked the question, are you willing to commit to self-kindness each day? And I never made the connection with that self-kindness with the healing process. You know, often when you're going through something, anything bad, negative, you have a tendency to beat yourself up. And probably the last thing you're going to do is, is self-kindness. And, and it sort of gets the focus off of everything that's going on, you know, and, and are you committed to self-kindness each and every day? And I think there's a power to self-kindness. There's a benefit to self-kindness. And that's the title of the message, by the way, The Benefit of Self-Kindness. And I think we struggle to even achieve this, self-kindness. Self-kindness is the hardest when you are confused about life, problems, you know, things you're struggling with. It, it, it's difficult. Self-kindness is very hard when you're sick, health issues. You know, you go through, well, maybe God's trying to teach me something. Maybe God's trying to correct something. Maybe God's trying to teach me a lesson here. And... Uh, when you're angry, self-kindness is very hard. When you got fears, it's very difficult, self-kindness, when you got fears. And, and someone, I was watching a, a DVD by, is it Jimmy Evans? He talked about fear. He said, Any, fear is a tool of Satan. Anytime you're dealing with fears, fears are not from God. You need to identify where the fear is coming from. But when you're fearful, self-kindness, you know, it, it's hard to practice that. And, or when you just don't know, you just don't know what to answer, you're just struggling, you don't know, which, which way should I go, which direction should I go, I'm confused. Self-kindness is very difficult. So for this cause, self-kindness is, uh, it's very difficult for the majority of our lives. <laughs> because we've all got, always got something going on. Life is not a bed of roses, you know. Now, I think too many of God's people are very hard on themselves. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I guess we should be. Um, you don't have to turn that, but Ephesians 4 and verse 13 talks about, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I ought to be hard on myself when you think that's the goal. I mean, that's a, that's a big goal, the fullness of Christ. But a more important question is, are you 
kind to yourself? Or are you always hard on yourself? Self-critical, condemnation, hard on myself, constantly. The benefit of self-kindness. You know, Proverbs 12 and verse 10, you don't have to turn there, it says, A righteous man regards the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. You know, we know how to be kind to our pets, our animals. We have a dog that's 15 years old, and I'm amazed at Teresa, the kindness that she exhibits toward that dog. This dog's got a big old growth on it. and It's an old dog. It's not going to live that much longer anyway, and they want $800 to take that growth off. And so, but every morning and evening, Teresa puts a bandage around that dog, puts some type of medication on the bandage, gives her her medicine, and this dog is, I mean, every day this dog anticipates this. I mean, it's there when I get up, wanting to come in, wants her, wants her bologna with the medicine in it. And she's gotten smart to the fact that she knows that medicine is in the bologna. And so we have to trick her. She has to trick her to, to eat the bologna and the medicine or whatever. But we know how to be kind to our pets. I mean, it comes natural. But do we know how to be kind to ourselves? Do we know how to be kind to ourselves? Um, are you willing to commit to self-kindness each and every day? You know, the Bible says that, For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. No man ever hated his own flesh. The absence of self-kindness is not healthy. You know, we're not acting like Jesus. I mean, how Jesus treats us, he treats us kindly. Uh, how Jesus would treat the church, there's, there's kindness in that area. Now, I believe that there are, I do believe there are people that hate life, hate their lives. And there are probably other people that, while they don't hate their lives, they'd probably say, I don't like it. A lot of people fit into that category. I just don't like my life. I think of Solomon, therefore I hated life. It's hard to get around that one. I mean, look, I hated life. <laughs> I mean, it's no misunderstanding that. <clears throat> what does self-kindness mean to me? What does it mean to you? Well, it means when you make a mistake, when you trip up and you're trying to push feelings away, your emotions. Where is self-kindness? When, you, when you're doing that, when you made a mistake and you're trying to push those emotions that are overwhelming you, this critical self-condemnation, where is self-kindness when, when you're doing that? The importance of self-kindness. Self-kindness involves generating feelings of care and comfort towards oneself. Instead of being self-critical, self-kindness involves being tolerant of our flaws and inadequacies. It also involves learning simple tools for giving ourselves the support we need whenever we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. Now, I was thinking about this, how that we grow up, and I think about examples of children. I want to read something to you that sort of ties into being kind toward ourselves, that, that you know, you have to even go back to child rearing and, and what type of family system did you come up in? I was reading something uh, from a, I guess a psychiatrist or head shrink or whatever you want to call it, you know. It talks about self-soothing. 
is actually something many children learn to provide for themselves as part of a natural development, developmental stage. It goes like this. A child begins to cry out for her mother. A, respons a responsive mother reacts quickly, quickly to her child's cry. She picks up her baby and soothes her with a gentle voice and touch. She decides what her baby needs, whether it's food, a diaper change, or simply needs to be held and comforted. This is considered an empathetic response, which makes the baby feel safe and reassured. From experiences like this, an infant learns in a deeply unconscious way that he or she can get what she needs, when she needs it, and that all will be okay. This unconscious experience of knowing that she will be responded to adequately and that everything will be taken care of translates into the ability to soothe of self-soothing. Self-soothing, okay? Now, let's imagine another infant and another mother. This time, the mother is distracted and impatient. Her baby's helplessness and the immediacy of his needs triggers her own fears and fragile sense of self. Instead of responding calmly and confidently, she acts anxious and impatient. And she communicates non-verbally to her baby that things are not safe. Instead of experiencing the relief of a soothing response, the baby feels even more anxious. And the more distressed he becomes, the more distressed his mother becomes. Even food or a clean diaper cannot soothe him because he is too overwhelmed by the quality of his mother's care. If this mother consistently treats her child this way or in other less than nurturing ways, he is likely to grow up into an adult who is unable to soothe himself effectively. He may feel off balance and distressed whenever he is in a situation that is challenging or uncertain. From these early experiences, he will develop, likely develop the expectation that things will not be okay, that he cannot get his needs met, and that the world is an unsafe place. <clears throat> you, may, you may have noticed that when life presents challenges, that you often experience an intensity or a distress that feels excessive or out of control. Or you may experience a depth of hopelessness and futility that seems to overwhelm, be over, overwhelmingly powerful. If this is true for you, it may be because your needs were not responded to in a soothing, nurturing way when you were an infant or a toddler. Now, I think this ties into the ability to be kind to yourself. We learn to be kind to ourselves through modeling, okay? It has a lot to do with our upbringing as children. You know, when I think about today's child rearing, and I think about who's bringing children into the world, and I think about the absence of a father, and I think about how young people can be when they bring children into the world. You know, there ought to be a rule, you can't have children until you're 60 years of age or something like that, you know, maybe. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, some people should not, never have children, okay. But you, you just think about some of the things that can happen in child rearing that sets us up to not be able to handle life, you know. You know, the Bible says that there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Does that describe you? And, and, you know, in, in your day-to-day -day life, no condemnation 
the benefit of self-kindness. No condemnation. I know I've used this example so many times, but I have to use it again. Uh, William Backus, in his book, Truth Talks, he talks about misbelief in self-talk, self the way we talk to ourselves on a daily basis. I just want to go through a list of these. You know, consider these, op these different views. I am dumb. Or, thank you, Lord, for giving me intelligence. I'm unattractive. Or, thank you, Lord, for making me attractive. People don't like me. Or, thank you, Lord, for making me likable. I have no talent. Or, thank you, Lord, for the talents you've given me. I'm miserable. I've met a lot of miserable, misery lovers. Yeah. Or, thank you, Lord, because I'm content. I'm lonely. Or, thank you, Lord, for my friends. I'm poor. Or, thank you for my prospering me. I'm nervous. Or, thank you, Lord, for the peace that you've given me. I'm uninteresting. Or, thank you for making me unique. I'm no good. Or, thank you, Lord, for your righteousness in me. I'm sick. I've met hypochondriacs who are always sick. Or, thank you, Lord, for perfect, perfect health and healing. Self-talk. 200 lies a day that people can tell themselves. Which, is, you know, that, that kind of negativity is not, it's not being kind to yourself, I can guarantee you that. That's not being kind to yourself. The benefit of self-kindness. And I think about, you know, I think there are probably, you know, self-kindness in the center. There are probably more sinners out there who don't know God, who have not been called, who probably use the benefit of self-kindness more than we do. You know, and here we are Christians who of all people, with God's grace, God's mercy, the Father's love, if there's anybody that ought to be practicing the benefit of self-kindness, it is Christians. And yet sometimes we struggle with it the greatest, the benefit of self-kindness. I think sometimes it stems from an un, un, not understanding the Father's love for us. Often we don't grasp it. We don't understand it. And we, we, we view God in the wrong light, critical, condemning, whatever. And the Bible says, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. It's not the critical condemnation that leads you to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Are you willing to commit to self-kindness each day? Proverbs 11 and verse 17 <clears throat> is a powerful scripture. You could ask, does this fit you? The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. Does that describe you? You know, do you trouble your own flesh with the lack of self-kindness? I just want to go through a few scriptures. You don't have to turn there. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Okay, be kind to one another. Okay, what about self-kindness? 
Are you kind to everybody else, but you're not kind to yourself? <laughs> it can be a problem. It really can. Do for others what you want them to do for you. Okay, maybe you're very kind to other people and you're act, interacting, but are you kind to yourself? Sometimes it can be opposites. You're very kind to others, but you're not kind to yourself. Uh, Galatians 5.22, But the Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. That's the fruits of the Spirit. Does this kindness apply to yourself, though? Titus 3 and verse 4, But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, was revealed, He saved us. It was not because of any good deeds that we ourselves had done, but because of His own mercy He, he has saved us through the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. Okay, the kindness of our Lord. But again, what about self-kindness? <clears throat> the merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. Now, what can you do about this? You know, you need to, you know, you need to think more, you know, you, you, maybe you struggle with self-kindness. What can you do? What can you do? Well, here's something you can do. Imagine a really positive person, a really kind person that has come into your life. You know, it may, may be your parents, it may be somebody you know, it may be, it can be anybody. But when you go through those critical moments of, of condemning yourself, think about this person who was very kind to you, maybe as a child and your upbringing. You know, family systems often can be, you know, dysfunctional. Um, in our family, in my family, it was not, you know, my family did not really express on an emotional level, you know, they were not very, now I knew that I was loved, but they never really, I love you, you know, hugs, you know, it, it was not, and yet I didn't doubt that they, that, that they, I knew they loved me. Now when Rebecca came along, we, it, it came, by, it just came natural. We just, we practiced this a lot. I love you, hugs, uh, a kiss on the cheek. You know, it just, it was just a regular part of our child rearing. And uh, I, I really think that that can be in, important that sort of translates later on in, in self-kindness for you as an individual. So for me, when I think of self-kindness, I think of a person, his name was Edward Bryant. One day I was over there, and I forget, it's been so long ago, I can't even remember what it was. And, and, doing some work at his house, and, and I think I shared something with him that I was going through. He looked at me, he said, David, let me pray. And he took my hand and he prayed. Beautiful prayer. It was a very good example of self-kindness. And if you knew Edward, there was no facade about him. He was genuine through and through. A very humble man. But so when I think about self-kindness, I sort of, you know, it, it may be important for you to come up with a person, an image, could be a parent, could be the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit, God, whoever. But think about that, especially when you're struggling in areas of, of just that critical, condemning voice, you know, the benefit of self-kindness. Okay, I'm going to give you some points here that may be of value. I don't know. Uh, self-kindness, how, how do you practice self-kindness? All right.
some ideas here. All right, number one, stretching. <laughs> Treat yourself to a really good stretch before getting up out of bed in the morning. It gets the blood moving, it helps to you know, fire up your sleepy brain, and it also gives us a few moments to connect with our bodies before the day starts. You know, I, I don't do that. I don't take time to stretch. It's, I'm too busy to stretch. You know, who's got time to stretch? You know, uh, I gotta get work. I gotta get to work. You know, uh, I got some things I gotta do. Uh, okay, self kindness. Drink plenty of water. Number two. This is simple, but it's so good for you. Being dehydrated makes everything harder. H2O is pure liquid wind. W-I-N. You you drink plenty of water. It can make a big difference. Benefit of self-kindness. Eat healthy is obviously a way to practice kindness to your body and mind. Is it not? Now, if you're, you know, look, if you like McDonald's, I mean, I eat rarely I mean, at McDonald's. Sometimes I'll slip in there and get me a burger because I, I do it. But if you're eating that day in and day out, you're killing yourself. It's just, it's just that simple. You're not being kind to your body. All right. Uh, don't forget to play. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I mentioned to Teresa, I said, when's the last time we had any fun? You know, it's just, I work, I work if I'm, if I got a day off, I work all the time. I just work. I'm working right now. I don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but when's the last time you just had any, had some fun? Self-kindness is going to involve taking the time to have some fun. Watch your self-critic. That goes without saying. I mean, just pay attention to your self-critic inside of you. I'm convinced we can be our own worst critics. Just beat ourselves up constantly. Number six, say no. Give yourself permission to say no to doing things that make you unhappy. And yes to the things that you'd rather do instead. That's so simplistic. No. You want to do this? No. Uh, you want to hang out? No. <sighs> Just, and do the thing that, that makes you happy, that you know makes you happy. Most people, the things that make me happy would seem very strange to you, I guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> forgive, number seven. Forgive. At some point, you might want to consider being, uh, beginning the process of forgiving yourself and forgiving others. What did Jesus say? You don't forgive others, I'm not going to forgive you. Okay, forgive yourself, though. Eight, please stop hating your body. Hey, I don't care how, you know, you can be a beautiful person and still hate your body. Stop hating your body. It does you no good. That's not self-kindness. You know, I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm too this, I'm too that, you know, whatever. You know, people like the opposites, you know. If you're blind, you want to be brown hair. You know, you're, it's just, we're never satisfied. And we're not satisfied with ourselves for some strange reason. Stop hating your body. Number nine, exercise. Even if just regular walks, one of the most effective ways to be kind to your mind and body is exercise. I get a thrill out of, you know, sometimes walking out to the, I walk sometimes a mile in the morning, but I have, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's, it's always beautiful in the morning, and the sun is coming up, and I, I have a talk, I mean, me and God, we just talk together, and it's just, it's wonderful. It's just, a, it's thrilling to do that. Number 10, 
Nancy's going to give an applause on this one. <laughs> give hugs. <laughs> Lots of hugs for everyone you give. You, you, know, you get one back also. Give hugs. <laughs> now, Angela, she's not a hugger. You know, she's, she's, <laughs> who was that told you you needed your space? Yeah. You start, start stepping back, you know, people get too close. And I'm, I'm the same way. I can't stand someone to get up too close to me, you know. Keep your distance, you know. But, what's that? I love hugs. You love hugs? Yeah. yeah okay. Talk to Nancy. I can feel. I think it's nice. I really do. I mean, it's it's, and I don't mind hugging. Don't take this the wrong way. I don't mind hugging <laughs> hugging a man. You know, I hugged Kelly when we left. I mean, it's it's, uh, we really appreciate and respect one another, and so I think that's good. Um, number eleven, disconnect, and you know this one to me tied into the Sabbath. You know, a, a commanded disconnect. You know, if you're self-kindness, I can't think of a better thing than the Sabbath day. And I think sometimes people misunderstand where I'm coming from, but a lot of times a break for me involves not going anywhere, not going to church, not doing anything. But I need that disconnect where there's no responsibility. And, and I think that's part of the Sabbath, that, that you need that. If you always got a schedule of something that you're doing every Sabbath, I'm not sure... If you're really keeping the Sabbath. When we first started keeping the Sabbath, we drove three hours to Statesville, three hours back. That went on for three months. That was six hours. That was a whole, orde a whole day ordeal. And I wouldn't do that today. You know, I, just, I just would not do that. Um, because it just sort of wears you. Back then I was younger and I could do it, but not today. Disconnect. Okay. Twelve. Accept compliments. If someone says something nice to you or about you, rather than deny what they said, <laughs> graciously thank them for their kindness. Some people cannot accept a compliment. It's like, I don't deserve that. Why are you telling me? Yeah. It, it's strange. You, you, you know, but you need to be able to, uh, you know, I, I get, well, I get critics sometimes on YouTube, but with, is that really in the Bible? But I get a lot of compliments too. And, you know, Sometimes there's a tendency that, you know, to, to, to think, well, they're just saying that. But no, accept those compliments. Accept them for what they are. You know, even if someone is just sucking up, you know, whatever. <laughs> Enjoy the compliment, whatever. <laughs> and sometimes you know. I mean, if you have a spirit of discernment, you know when someone is just, you know, uh, you have to rise above your critics, but you also have to be where rise above those who are always praising you. Sometimes, you know, you, you know, you got critics, but you, sometimes you got people that always. So you have to level that out. Anyway, but accept compliments. Sleep number thirteen. How much sleep do you need to f to feel truly rested and at your best to place to face the challenges of the day? Are you getting the required amount of sleep that you need? You may not be. Anna, you may not be. I love to sleep, and now, now I can't even sleep anymore. You know, it's like, 
uh, or I, I have more difficult sleeping than I, than I used to. I wake up two or three times during the, during the night. Uh, I don't know what that is, but yeah. yeah. Boy. Number 14, stop complaining. It rarely helps, and who's listening anyway? Uh, uh, 15, flowers. Buy or gather some flowers for yourself. I like this one. And place them somewhere you will see them regularly. Buy yourself a birthday card. No, just, uh, buy. <laughs> Walk tall, number 16. Look the world right in the eyes and lift your head up as you walk and smile as you go. And that is important to smile. It, it really is as you go through life. Number 17, practice gratitude. Regularly allow yourself a few moments to close your eyes and think on the great things you do have in your life. Your gratitude, think about the things you've accomplished, that you've done. You know, sometimes I look at things I've built around the house, and, and I will look back, hindsight 2020, and I'll look at it and I think, I can't believe I did that. Where did I get the energy from? You know, how did I get the creativity to do that? But, but be grateful for those things. Number 18, me time. Now this may sound a little bit carnal, but listen, make a date with yourself. <laughs> make sure you get time that is free of other people's plans. So no agenda, just, you know, uh, no agenda, excuse me, just you doing or not doing whatever it is you want. You can allow your whole life to be filled up with other people's plans for you. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. You go here, go there, do this, do that. And then you, you got work, you got hobbies, you got, and always someone is, is making plans for you. I don't like that, you know. Uh, so make sure you get time that is free of other people's plans. Number 19, laugh. Laugh lots, laugh loudly, laugh regularly, laugh till a, a, you have a river of tears running down your cheeks. Whatever it is that makes you laugh like that, get, do, see more of it. Now sometimes I will get on YouTube and I will find, I got my favorite things that make me laugh, and I'll watch them over and over again. And I'll have the biggest kick out of that. Now it'd be stupid if you watched it, you know. You, you would think that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But... Oh man, I get just a belly laugh out of some of those YouTube videos. I can really enjoy that. Number 21, gut instinct. Listen, learn to listen to the timeless intuition that, in, intuition that every one of us possesses. That gut instinct, you know, it's like, yeah, go with it or don't, you know, it's, it's important. You know, if you're gonna be kind to yourself, you gotta listen to that gut instinct. 22, try, uh, stop trying so hard to control things. Life is mostly unpredictable. No one knows what will happen an hour from now, and no one can make anything happen in the way they want. So, you know, and I have an issue with that, trying to control things, you know, on my timing. And, and Lord, this should be working out by now. You know, you, you know, you're not coming through for me. Not quick is enough, you know. Okay, stop trying to control things. Be kind to yourself, self-kindness. 23, consider uh, minimizing the time you spend with difficult people. You know, Diff I mean, if you know they are difficult, you know, you don't want to just cut them out of your life, but you don't have to hang out with them. 
you know, yes, you're supposed to love everybody, but you don't have to like everybody. I mean, if you know this, okay, I don't even like hanging around this person. Why are you hanging around, out, hanging around with this person? All right, 24, being liked. No matter who you are or what you say or do, not everyone is going to like you. Knowing this can save you wasting a lot of time and effort. Not everybody is going to like you. So true. Number 25, a massage. Treat yourself to one just because. I've never done that in my entire life. I said last year at the feast, I said, Teresa, we're going to get a massage. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. I mean, how old am I? I'm 56 years old. I have never had a massage. I mean, one of our workers gets a massage right up here at Rocky Mountain. They've got a salt cave you go into. And they say it's really healing benefits there. A cave like with salt crystals or something. He talks about how wonderful it is. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give yourself a massage. Okay, 26, speak the truth. It's not always possible or even wise or kind to be completely 100% honest. However, if your truthful life is easier and far less complicated. How true it is, yeah. All right, I want to turn to one more verse and then I'll close out. It's concerning the Passover season. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 28. <clears throat> but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And what I want you to do this season is something you probably never thought about. The examination of how much self-kindness do you have going on in your life. Do you practice self-kindness? Are you willing to commit to self-kindness each day? And if we find it difficult to commit to self-kindness, it may be a revealer that we don't quite know the Father, His love, His grace, His forgiveness, His kindness as well as we should. 